It is Friday, June 10th, and this is People Every Day. Happy Friday, everyone. It's your host, Janine Rubenstein. We've got a lot of Britney wedding news and details to break down for you today, which is great because if you're anything like me, you probably need a distraction from watching those intense late night hearings about the insurrection coming out of D.C. To that end, we've got a great show planned to send you off into your weekend. First, let's get to some big stories buzzing around out there today. Actor Ezra Miller is back in the news, and again, it's not for good reason. In a court filing obtained by People, lawyer and activist Chase Iron Eyes and his pediatrician wife, Sarah Jumping Eagle, are accusing Ezra Miller of brainwashing their daughter. The husband and wife allege that Miller groomed their daughter, Tokata Iron Eyes, from the age of 12 after taking, quote, an immediate and apparently innocent liking to her since the actor visited North Dakota's Standing Rock Reservation back in 2016. The parents claim that Miller exhibited a, quote, pattern of corrupting a minor and allegedly drugged their child over the years and displayed, quote, cult-like and psychologically manipulative controlling behavior. What's even more bizarre is Tokata's post to Instagram a few days ago where the 18-year-old claimed that Miller, quote, has only provided loving support and invaluable protection. I am now aware of the severity of emotional and psychological manipulation I was made to endure while in my parents' home. And she added, quote, I am an adult and I deserve to feel authority in my own body. Takata's concerned parents, meanwhile, don't think their child wrote this statement and claim Miller doesn't allow people in their inner circle to carry phones. Yet the actor always has a phone for their own personal use. Tokata took to Instagram again yesterday with a video where she downplayed the idea that Miller or anyone else was speaking for her or that she was being held against her will. Take a listen. These are my decisions and I'm disappointed in my parents and the press in every way. Thank you. It's just such a bizarre story, and my heart goes out to her parents. I I honestly don't even know what to make of this, as I'm sure there will be more details to come. I hope everyone is safe and healthy, and I'm just rooting for a positive resolution all around, whatever that may be. Rebel Wilson is officially off the market. Last month, the Aussie actress was on the cover of People, and in her exclusive interview with us, she opened up about her new partner, but didn't give specific details or reveal a name. Wilson did say she and her mystery lover, quote, spoke on the phone for weeks before meeting, and that was a really good way to get to know each other. And Wilson added, it was a bit old school in that sense, but very romantic. Well, yesterday, she went public by sharing a photo to Instagram alongside her girlfriend, fashion and jewelry designer Ramona Agruma, with a caption that read, quote, I thought I was searching for a Disney prince, but maybe what I really needed all this time was a Disney princess. Hashtag love is love. A friend tells people, Rebel is in an amazing place, and I've never seen her happier. So great to hear. They look absolutely adorable and glamorous in this photo. And she's right. Love is love. Pride Month is the perfect time of year to go Instagram official for them. Very happy for her. And speaking of love, it's Brittany, bride. 
<laughs> Did that work? No. <laughs> Britney Spears felt the love yesterday when she and now husband Sam Ascari tied the knot at her home in Los Angeles with an intimate guest list of around, you know, 60 people. What it lacked in number of invites, it made up for in drama. That that you just heard was Now That I Found You, a Britney deep cut that's worth resurfacing because Britney Spears and her longtime love Sam Asghari finally said I do. The two tied the knot in an intimate ceremony yesterday in Los Angeles. And just looking at these photos on people.com, everything looks so beautiful and the couple looks so happy. We have all the wedding details to take us into the moment. So joining me now to discuss all the joy sans the drama that'll come later, is People's emerging content reporter, Lene Brody. Hey, Lene. Hi, Janine. So as we know, last year, Brittany got out of her 13-year-long conservatorship, so she has a lot of reasons to celebrate. Take me into this wedding. What did the ceremony look like? So we know that it was held at her home. We have reporting that Brittany walked herself down the aisle to Elvis Presley's Can't Help Falling in Love. Brittany and Sam were married in a pink tent with a flower arc. Uh, There were flowers everywhere. Chandeliers on the ceiling. About 60 people, including some very big names, were in attendance. A source told people it ended up being the happiest night for Brittany. She wanted a fairy tale wedding and she got it. And Brittany looks stunning. She is very excited to be married. She looks forward to a future with Sam. Oh, so did we get anything on the vows or if they, you know, were were cuddly or emotional or take me into the couple? Our sources, as soon as she walked down the aisle and saw Sam, that she had the biggest smile. She cried several times during the ceremony, but it was all happy tears. The source continued, Brittany danced for hours at the reception. You could tell that she had the best time. I actually heard, and we've now seen, that she and Madonna really had some moments on that dance floor. Madonna, let's let's talk about these guests, right? Uh, like, who, who was there? Who are the names? Well, we've heard and now seen pictures of Paris Hilton and her new husband, Carter Ream. We had Kathy Hilton, Selena Gomez. We can't not talk about that Madonna and Britney shared this iconic moment on the dance floor, recreating, hello, the VMA moment that shooketh the world. One of the most iconic moments in pop culture history, am I right? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, Donatella Versace. So so let's talk about Britney's wedding dress. It was a custom gown made by Donatella Versace. And if you haven't seen this dress yet, head to people.com right now, guys. It's gorgeous. And her groom also wore custom Versace. Yeah, so the white silk caddy design, which was handcrafted by the Altier Versace tailors over 700 hours. That's crazy. Featured a classic Mm -hmm. silhouette and portrait neckline that wraps around the shoulders and connects together with a stream of pearls buttons down the back. We know that she wore not one, not two, but three outfits. There was a red one and a black that I think was a blazer. I have a source who told me she looked just like Britney in those after dresses and she looked simply stunning in the main dress. Oh my goodness. I love it. He had that black wool tuxedo with the double breasts and just looking clean. So let's talk about these rings though, because Britney now has not one, but two wedding bands. So what are the details? Okay, so the couple exchanged custom wedding bands by Stephanie Gottlieb. They were absolutely stunning. Brittany received two platinum maternity bands to complement her engagement ring. The first is classic round diamond band in a shared prong setting. The second 
is a Marquise diamond band set east-west in a bezel eternity band. Wow, I'm not good with my gemology, but I'm hoping I nailed that. Um, <laughs> the gems in both bands are just under two carats in total weight. Get it, girl? Per ring, per ring. So how she's oh. holding up her hands these days, we don't know. And in a classic choice, the groom got a classic platinum five millimeter band with comfort fit. And then the party, the food, uh, you know, the mood. So take me into it. Like we said, Selena, Drew Barrymore, Maria Menounos. Who, these are people, I don't know about you, but I didn't know that she rolled with these people. Like, good for Britney and, and them for, like, keeping their friendship on the DL. I love that. But I love that for her. And there's even this epic video going viral right now with Paris, Selena, Drew, Madonna, all of the A-listers that attended doing Vogue on the dance floor. Like, can you imagine? I don't know about you, but it gives me chills just thinking about it and talking about it. (laughs) And Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengard, who helped get her out of her conservatorship, was there supporting her, which I think is really fantastic as well. What did they eat? I heard that Southern Bites in true Britney style were passed around. She ended the night with some truffle fries and some popcorn for her guests. I'm told that there wasn't the traditional sit-down dinner. And I was also told that there was no cake. But you know what? Britney's got that body. I'm, I'm sure she doesn't eat the cake, right? I heard from a source that, you know, the honeymoon has not been planned yet. So who knows? Maybe she'll have cake on her honeymoon. Well, I feel like life is a honeymoon for Brittany now, so she's good. (laughs) Whatever it is, it'll be great. Yes. Wow. These details all sound fabulous, and I am so happy for the two of them. Lene, thank you for stopping by. Anytime, Janine, anytime. All right, for you Brittany fans who are out there singing Gimme More, your wish is our command. Coming up, we are diving back into Brittany's wedding bash to get into all of the drama, who didn't show up, who wasn't invited, and of course, we are absolutely going to discuss her ex-husband showing up. No, not K-Fed, the other one who crashed her wedding while live streaming it. I mean, what? But first, it's Friday, and you know we have some new music coming your way. After the break, we keep New Music Friday rolling with a very special guest, editor-in-chief of Vibe magazine, Daytuan Thomas, who's giving us his favorite new singles for Black Music Month. Stay with us. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We are back, and June is not only for weddings and for pride, it is also Black Music Month. There is an epic history of music in the Black community, and it has influenced so many genres of music, from country to rock. Uh, Legendary artist, producer, and songwriter Kenny Gamble, who, along with his wife, Diana Williams, founded Black Music Month, once said, quote, Black music is the basis for most other forms of music. There is nothing that I know of, no music that is more important than Black music. It is a sentiment I share, and and joining me today to talk about all the Black excellence in music is editor-in-chief of Vibe magazine, Daytuan Thomas. Welcome, Daytuan. Thanks so much. Let's start with the history of Black Music Month and what this really means today. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, an incredible writer by the name of 
Naima Cochran pitched us a story on uh, the origins of Black Music Month. And as we started to do research, we learned about Kenny Gamble and um, his, his wife, Diana Williams, and what they did for Black Music Month to get it ushered into the White House. Jimmy Carter, he invited them over. They had a, a big celebration. And then they thought that they would have the bill in 79, but it turns out Jimmy Carter never signed the, <laughs> the <Wow>. paperwork. <laughs> so Ms. Williams, she went back. And in 2000, Bill Clinton signed it into law. And we have the Black Music Month celebrations that we have today. So what is the significance, the importance of this for you? It just lets the world know that our music is so influential, especially like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. It fueled, you know, civil rights movements. It galvanized people to come in and make change socially. And to think that a creative aspect of our lives can change our lives civilly is it's one of the most important things that you could think about for the future of Black people. Bringing it forward. It's New Music Friday yep. here on People Every Day. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about some of the new records and albums that you are excited about. The one that I'm really excited about is Scissor. Five years ago, she dropped her really incredible debut album, Control. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone has been on her for like the last two and a half years. Like, hey, where's the new album? Da, da, da. And she actually added like about six new tracks from those sessions of Control. It's a real smooth ride. It's still that like toxic love talk. <laughs> <laughs> very toxic. <laughs> but it's very soulful and it's, it's going to hold the fans over until her album drops. Tell us about 70s R&B group Double Exposure, though. Oh, my goodness. The four-man group out of Philly, they dropped a remix album today. And what, is, what it's doing is uh, they had, like, a bunch of different producers and DJs remix the songs. And it's phenomenal. And then there's two big ones, too, that we have to mention. Pharrell is back. And then Lizzo with Girls. I I just saw the visuals for Pharrell's single with Tyler and 21 Savage. The one thing I would say is, like, it's dark and moody. It's not happy. It's not that happy single. (laughs) (laughs) It's about big money, you know, living lavish. Living in, in in your opulence. And then Lizzo with girls. With her girl single, it's, it's super short. Like, that's the one that she might come out to. It's call and response. She's like, where my ladies at? Where my girls at? So I love how she did it. All the girls are going to be singing it. That's going to be something for the summer. Well, Daytuan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me.
Well, as promised, we are still buzzing over Britney's big day down the aisle and have more to dig into. Sadly, after all the drama she's endured over the past years, her moment to say I do was no exception. So here to break down some of the messiness that came with her nuptials is another Britney stan, People's Brianne Tracy. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me. Well, we know that Brittany, the blushing bride, and her groom, Sam Ascari, had an intimate ceremony with close friends. And per reports, her older brother, Brian Spears, may or may not have been there. But everyone is asking, where was the rest of her family? I'm talking Mom Lynn, Dad Jamie, and Sister Jamie Lynn. At the same time, no one can forget their tumultuous past together, especially during Brittany's conservatorship hearing last year. So what do we know about their absence? Well, if you follow Brittany on Instagram, you know that she's spoken out about her family a lot in recent years, especially regarding the conservatorship. Earlier this year, Brittany called her sister Jamie Lynn a, quote, scum person and accused her of spreading lies during a recent interview with Nightline that Brittany once pulled out a knife and locked the two of them in a room. And Brittany had said, you stooped to another level of low. I had never pulled out a knife or and I would never think of doing anything like that. And so she accused her of spreading these lies for her book. Of course, Jamie Lynn has denied this. And we know that Lynn wasn't there also. Brittany had spoken out about her saying on Instagram that she had, you know, quote, secretly ruined her life in regards to the conservatorship. Mm. And of course, her dad, Jamie, we know in the public courtroom throughout all the hearings that they have a pretty contentious relationship regarding the conservatorship. He was in charge of it for so many years. Uh, And in 2020, a source had told people that she feels like he has no respect for her wishes. It's a really sad situation. And she also accused him of misusing her money. But of course, Jamie has denied this and said that he has had done nothing wrong and that he always had his daughter's best interests at heart. Goodness. I was also shocked that two of the very important people in her life were absent, her sons, 16-year-old Sean Preston and 15-year-old Jaden James. She shares them with ex-husband Kevin Federline, but I hear the kids are, quote, happy for their mom. Mark Vincent Kaplan, who is Kevin Federline's longtime attorney, told us that the boys are happy for their mom and they're hopeful that Sam and Brittany are starting this great future together. He said that it's their night and they didn't want to take away from them. Back in January, a source told uh, people that she and Sam had been spending more time with the boys and that she was making an effort to see them more. She's posted a few times on Instagram of them going on different outings together and just having fun times. Okay. Well, let's talk about an uninvited guest, her ex-husband and childhood friend, 40-year-old Jason Alexander, whom she eloped with at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas back in 2004. They were only married for like 55 hours. And you guys, he crashed her wedding day. Yes, he crashed her wedding while live streaming the ordeal on Instagram. So let's listen to some of what went down. You know don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. Please don't put your hands on me. Hey, where's Brittany? Brittany. I can trespass. You ain't got to have a gun. Hey, Brittany. 
So a close friend to Britney said she was freaking out over this. Of course. Like, give us the TikTok, Brianne, on what happened. He trespassed at their private wedding venue, which was at Britney's home, just hours before she was supposed to say, I do. And he live-streamed himself on Instagram as he roamed around the property, you know, revealing her wedding decorations. He could also be heard yelling her name and claiming to security that he was invited to the wedding. He said, you know, here's the inside scoop, guys. Jason Alexander, he said that Brittany had invited me here, which we, of course, know is not true. He mentioned that he that that's his first wife, and he claimed that she was his only wife and that he was here to crash the wedding. He's obviously had, you know, some altercations in the past and has kind of had a, a, a rough history. So when I spoke to police, they said that he was in custody and that he was arrested on an outstanding warrant. And Brittany's assistant, Vicky T, uh, she was actually alerted by the trespassing by fans on Instagram. Wow. And so she was able to, to you know, connect with security and they were able to get him out of there. Thank God. Wow. Well, Britney's fans to the rescue yet again. <laughs> this is wild and I, I, I can't believe most of it, but it happened. Thank you for coming on and breaking it all down. Thank you for having me. And I hope Britney had a great day regardless of, of the drama. <laughs> do re mi, do re mi, do re mi fa so la ti. Oh, let's see if I can make it easier. Well, that, of course, was the unmistakable Dame Julie Andrews and her legendary performance in The Sound of Music. Last night, the illustrious actress of the screen and stage received the AFI Life Achievement Award. There were several special guests on hand to honor Andrews, including comedy legend Carol Burnett. As part of the evening, the crowd was treated to a singing of Andrews's classic, Do Re Mi, from The Sound of Music. The crowd and Andrews got really into it and sang along because how could you not? That song is so catchy and everyone knows it. But then the Von Trapp children appeared as if magically. <laughs> Several of the actors who played the Von Trapp children in the Sound of Music film took the floor and surrounded Andrews as they sang the iconic tune together. Ah, it was just so beautiful. And Julie Andrews is such a treasure. Ah, Lady Whistledown, we know who you are. And seeing her being honored and just loved like that is perfect and beautiful and something to make you smile. Seriously, go see the video for yourself online. It will just put you in the best mood and just kick off your weekend, right? I promise. And please do enjoy that weekend I just talked about. Thank you so much for joining us this whole week. And I'll talk to you again on Monday for a brand new week of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People. Edited by Morgan Foose and Carter Wogan. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Elisa Sessler and Fallon Harge. Executive produced by David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 